Graves on Gridiron with Richard Graves. There are just five weeks remaining in the NFL's regular season already. We're through 13 weeks of the campaign. Can you believe it? And the show's record stands at an impressive 24-15 and 15 against the line for the season. It all means we are well ahead of the curve, but we want to finish the regular season strong. So let's turn the page and head on to week 14 in the NFL. Graves on Gridiron with Richard Graves. Hello, welcome along to the show Graves on Gridiron. I am your host, Richard Graves. It's been quite a ride of late. We went 2-1 and one against the spread last week with both the LA Rams coming good for us and the game between the Dolphins and the Giants finishing under the total points score. The one that didn't go well for us was the Cincinnati Bengals. They are a head scratcher, I don't mind admitting it. One week they look amazing, the next they capitulate. And they found a way to lose last week. Having been down 24 points, they had a chance to tie the game with a two-point conversion, didn't get it, and then proceeded to cough the ball up um, once more and the Chargers ran away with the game. So that one didn't go our way. We're going to look at three more games this week. If you are new to the show, the format is straightforward. Each week, I look at the slate of games on offer by the NFL. We look at the the line being offered by the bookmakers in those games, and I will pick out three and scrutinise them in a little bit more detail and tell you how I think uh, you should go over or under that line. We do have three more games this week, as I referenced a little earlier. On the season, through 13 weeks, the show's record is 24 and 15 against the line. So, the first game picked out this week. It's a big one if you're a Detroit Lions fan because you're coming off the back of a first win of the season and now you have to go to mile high at Denver. The Denver Broncos home. The Broncos start out this game with an opening line as eight and a half point favourites. The Detroit Lions have had a week to bask in the glory of victory. It's been a long time in coming. Their record on the season is now 1-10-1. Credit where credit's due, Dan Campbell's side have fought their tails off in many games this season. They've often been on the wrong end of a bit of ill fortune. They've come up short. Baltimore Ravens at home is the one that really sticks out when Justin Tucker kicks a 66-yard field goal to win the game as it doinks off the crossbar and goes over. And there were times this season when you wondered if the Detroit Lions were ever going to be able to get across the line. Well, it came in dramatic fashion last week against the Minnesota Vikings. And to their credit, the Lions showed plenty of that character I've been talking about as well, because they were up big early in this game. The Vikings came surging back, took the lead late on, and it took a game-winning touchdown drive as time expired to send Detroit, the Lions players, coaching staff, fans into absolute ecstasy. You could feel the relief coming through the TV screen as you were watching um, from everybody involved in Detroit. The question now is, can you raise your performance to those heights once again, seven days later, on the road, in the rarefied air at Mile High in Denver? Well, Firstly, this is a group that's had to deal with a flu outbreak this week. So that is obviously a a setback in preparations. That, without doubt, will have disrupted what the Detroit Lions have been able to do. Secondly, look, let's be honest. There's a reason it's taken 13 weeks for the Lions to win a game. And thirdly, Denver's defense is good. It's ranked eighth overall. 
They're in the top 10 when it comes to both defending the run and defending the pass. This is a tough assignment for the Lions. You factor in that they're still playing without their top running back, DeAndre, DeAndre Swift, who's a home run hitter. Okay, he wasn't available last week. They found a way to get the job done, but he's a big miss for them. He's dealing with a shoulder injury. He's described as day-to-day. There's a chance he might play. Initially, the diagnosis was he'd be out for multiple games. The Lions are remaining upbeat at, at this moment in time. If he is able to play, you have to believe it will be only on a limited basis. And that means you're relying once again on quarterback Jared Goff. Now, fair play to, to Jared Goff. He came through for the Lions last week. It was a tremendous drive to lead the team the length of the field and find his man in the end zone for the game-winning touchdown pass as time expired. But if I'm being honest, he still needs to, to show an awful lot more before you start trusting him, especially when you're throwing against this Denver defense. It's also worth bearing in mind that, you know, for, for all the joy that that win brought for Detroit last week, that's the first time in his NFL career that Jared Goff has managed to win a game without having Sean McVay as his head coach. And it's taken them 12, well, 13 games to, uh, to do it. Well, 12 games for the Detroit Lions. This will be their 13th of the season. Look, if Detroit is going to cause another upset, I believe their own defence will need to make some big plays. But the facts are fairly stark. In the six games that Denver's won this year, they haven't asked an awful lot of quarterback Teddy Bridgewater. He hasn't thrown a single interception in any of those six wins. And he's only been having to pass for around 236 yards a game. Um, their rookie running back, Javonte Williams, he, he's flashed through the course this season, but he seems to be finding his feet and getting better and better. I, I was surprised to see that he's forced 47 missed tackles on runs already this season. There's only one running back in the entire league that's forced more, and that's Jonathan Taylor at the Indianapolis Colts, who's forced 52 missed tackles. And the, finally, the, the last stat that, that really leapt out off the page to me is, of their six wins this year, the only time that the Denver Broncos have failed to seal those games by double digits was when they played the Washington football team. They won that game by seven. Add into the equation, Denver need this game if they're realistically going to keep their postseason hopes alive. Flat out for me, they are the better team. I'd expect them to cover this spread. Five of those six wins have been by double digits. The spread for this game has them favoured by eight and a half points. They're playing a Detroit Lions side who just aren't good. They're 1-10-1 on the season. I know they won last week, but this is a tough assignment for them as well, going into that rarefied air at mile high. Take the Denver Broncos at minus 8.5. Game two selected in week 14 sees the Buffalo Bills travel to the Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Bills head into this game with a 7-5 record. The Bucks are at 9-3. The opening line for this game has the Buccaneers as three-point favourites. Now, if you consider that when the line is set, home teams usually are given three points for playing at home. It suggests that the odds makers think that this is going to be a tight game. I've got to tell you, I couldn't disagree anymore. Monday night's loss for the Buffalo Bills to AFC East rivals, the New England Patriots, 
was as tough in those conditions as I think it was demoralizing for the Bills. Anybody that saw the game, <laughs> you might say it's football weather. If you're a traditional football player, that was hard. The, the ball was flying all over the field on the wind. It was almost impossible to throw. You saw Tyler Bass miss a field goal from 33 yards. He hadn't missed a field goal attempt inside 40 all season long. In short, the Patriots said, right, we're not going to throw the ball. We're going to run it. Mac Jones, their quarterback, had three passing attempts. He completed two of them. They basically dared the Bills to stop the run. They said, we're going to run the ball. It is up to you to stop us. And the Buffalo Bills defense couldn't do it, even on their own home soil. I've got to tell you, I think head coach Sean McDermott has got a, a tall order on his hands this week, trying to lift the players in Buffalo. That, for me, was a crushing, physically exhausting loss. And now, of course, they've got to travel to Tampa Bay, the home of the, the Super Bowl champions. Um, and they're quarterbacked by a man in Tom Brady who has more wins against the Buffalo Bills than any other quarterback has against a single opponent in NFL history. Tom Brady is 32-3 and three when playing against the Buffalo Bills. And into that, he leads what is now the, the NFL's number two ranked offense. Um, the, the, the Bills' gate, run game doesn't look great on paper. It ranks just 25th. But I've got to tell you, from what I've seen in recent performances by Leonard Fournette, I think Tampa Bay's run game is getting hot at exactly the right time of the season. He scored four total touchdowns against the Indianapolis Colts a few weeks ago. His physicality with the way he ran the ball leapt off the um, TV screen to me last week in the win over the Atlanta Falcons. In short, I think this is a bad matchup at the wrong time if you're a member of this Buffalo team. The stats say that the Bills' defence is still the best in the NFL, but the eyeball test, for me at least, just doesn't back that up. Both the Patriots and the Colts have run the ball down Buffalo's throats in the past three weeks, and across those two games... It doesn't make for good reading. The Bills have given up 486 yards on the ground on 92 carries and conceded five rushing touchdowns. Factoring as well that offensively they appear to have ground to a halt across the last five games. Um, Josh Allen has led the team in it, and they're two and three. They've only scored, uh, he's only thrown nine touchdowns. He's thrown seven interceptions as well in, in that time. And their run game, frankly, is non-existent across the entire season. They're averaging just 18 rush attempts per game. The Buccaneers' run defense continues to be the very best in the NFL right now. For me, there's only one winner. I think this spread is generous. At minus three, take the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers to cover this spread at minus three. Graves on Gridiron. Okay, our third and final game from the Slater on week 14 sees the Las Vegas Raiders with a 500 record at 6-6 six and six, travel to division rivals, the Kansas City Chiefs at Arrowhead Stadium. The Chiefs go into this game with an 8-4 eight and, eight and four record. The opening line sets them as big favourites here, 9.5-point favourites for this game. And increasingly, as I've listened to people talk about the Kansas City Chiefs this week and read various articles, I'm seeing and hearing the line, beware the Kansas City Chiefs, 
Nobody wants to face them if they get hot. If they get hot? Pardon me? They're currently riding a five-game winning streak coming into this matchup against the Las Vegas Raiders. By any other measure, for pretty much any other team in an NFL season, I think a five-game winning streak would warrant being called hot right now. Perhaps the more surprising element in this run has been the play of the Kansas City Chiefs' defence. Since week eight, they've averaged just 11.2 points per game conceded. Only one team in the entire NFL across that span has got a better scoring defence in that time, and that belongs to Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots up at Foxborough. When you consider that this Chiefs defence was one of the worst in the entire NFL through the opening six weeks of the season, that's a remarkable turnaround and has been the foundation for much of their success during this five-game winning streak, without doubt. Look, I suspect the reason the Chiefs aren't being regarded as hot in air quotes right now probably has more to do with what we've come to expect over the last few years from their offence. As we saw on Sunday night, the problem for KC is that balls continue to bounce off the hands of receivers and turnovers are still an issue. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, who in his first 50 starts in his NFL career, only ever, ever had two outings where his passer rating was below 75. Just the two. Well, now he's had that mark of 75 or under in six of his last eight. That has to have a, a, a significant factor in how their offense has gone, without a doubt. But even so, they're riding this five-game winning streak and any problems that the Kansas City Chiefs have clearly pale into insignificance compared to what the Las Vegas Raiders have had to deal with this season. And despite having that high-profile Thanksgiving Day win um, in Dallas, their record over their last five games is a very disappointing 1-4. and four. Heading into this clash, that's significant, not only because you've lost four or five games, but because one of those four defeats came against these Kansas City Chiefs, and that was in Las Vegas when the Chiefs routed the Raiders 41-14 uh, four weeks ago. And I remember at the time, that was being held as the moment that this Chiefs offense was perhaps breaking out and we were going to see the real Kansas City Chiefs. Look, the bottom line is there frankly is too much talent on this Chiefs offense for them not to really fire up and get going for too much longer. And to me at least, the Raiders look like perfect opponents. They're beat up, they're depleted, top receiving threat, tight end Darren Waller um, has a knee injury. He didn't play last week. He's described as day-to-day -day heading into this week's game. There's some hope that he might be able to take the field, but even if he does, you wonder... Um, how how close to being a full go he'll be and how limited he'll be in that game. I really feel that, in contrast, especially on defence, the likes of Chris Jones and so on, the Chiefs have been getting healthy at the right time of the season and they are primed for another deep playoff run. Defence wins championships. Well, the Chiefs' defence has been on fire these past five weeks and their offence is still to play their best football for me. In this matchup, don't expect... Derek Carr for the Raiders to stop throwing the ball. I think he'll have to, to to keep the Raiders in it. And certainly don't expect the Chiefs to rely solely on their defence. I think they've got ideal opponents this week. We saw it several weeks ago when they hung 40 points plus on the, this Raiders defence. I wouldn't be surprised if we see an encore performance this weekend. Take the Kansas take the Kansas City Chiefs, pardon me, 
at minus 9.5. Okay, let's recap the three games selected from the Week 14 slate in the NFL. First up, the Detroit Lions traveling to the Denver Broncos. Take the Broncos for that one at minus 8.5. Then we see the Buffalo Bills going to the home of the Super Bowl champions to take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Buccaneers start out as three-point favorites, take the Bucs at minus three. And then in the third and final game selected from the Week 14 slate, the Las Vegas Raiders travel to the Kansas City Chiefs, take the Chiefs to extend their unbeaten run, take the Chiefs at minus 9.5. Remember to read about all we've uh, discussed in today's show. You can go to www.gravesongridiron.com and go down to the Talking Sports section and be able to look at these Week 14 matchups there. You can hit me up on Twitter as well, at Richard Graves one Remember, first and foremost, it is intended to be fun, so have fun, enjoy this week's games, and join us once again on next week's show to talk some more football and break down some more NFL matchups. Subscribe to Graves on Gridiron wherever you listen to podcasts. And keep up to date with the latest on Twitter. Search for Richard Graves 1. That's Richard Graves, the number 1.